Fly and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers podcast. I'm Andrew, joined by my brothers, Stephen and David. Stephen and David, how you guys doing? Doing wonderful, Andrew. How you doing? Doing great. David? Gucci, as always. We're recording this on the Sunday after the great win that Kentucky had down in the swamp. David, Stephen, and I, as long er, er, as well as with mom and dad, all went down to watch Kentucky take on the Gators in Gainesville. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. But first, uh, we all traveled lots and lots and lots of miles and were able to do this uh, this evening. I got back probably like 35 minutes ago. Uh, David, what, what? how long did it take you to get back? It took me about five hours, four and a half hours from a hotel. So it was pretty nice. Got back at two this afternoon. Nice. And then Stephen woke up terribly early, flew back to Louisville. Yeah. And I don't yeah. even know, what did you do the rest of the day? Um, watch football. Nice. Very yes. good. Very good. Yeah, I'm never able to sleep on planes, even if it's something like I've done a red eye a couple of times going overnight, and it would be very smart to sleep on the plane. And I just can't do it. I don't I don't get comfortable. And then I sleep talk still some. And I don't like being asleep in public because then I'm not in control of my faculties. And I don't I don't want to say something really stupid while I'm asleep on the plane. You say stupid. And that sounds great. I know. Well, I know. But at least I can remember the stupid thing I said. If I I was awake for it. I did for the first time ever on this trip. I bought uh, I upgraded a quote unquote whatever. I basically I got rid of my carry-on bag paid for and that's why i pay i got a better seat so i sat the first row right when you walk in the plane much better to sit up there first of all the leg room is better second of all you get off the plane immediately you're the first person off the plane you don't have to wait for everybody else best thing ever to do for the future it's pretty great it's nice like it also was so cold coming back i turned my vent off and i was shivering almost on the plane it was that cold oh my gosh Dang. there's oh. air that comes through the door i sat about three rows from the back of the plane uh so my uh, it took me a little bit longer to get off but it wasn't as cold so you know it's okay it's good well we got the chance like we said to go down to Gainesville and watch uh Kentucky play uh, at the swamp I like that this is becoming somewhat of a yearly tradition that we went to see lots of games last year and you guys are going to see lots of games this year but we get at least one uh where we all go together uh and I think it's uh it's a blast I think it's great because I'm a part of the this year instead of last year, so suck it. I don't know if that's why it was more fun, but okay. It was also because like we won the game and that kind of stuff. That made it yeah. pretty fun. That made it a little bit better. Uh, but I would have Ste- spoiled the ending. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but, Stephen, your trip started even before uh, the – Kentucky game I flew in on I guess technically Saturday morning and David just drove over to Gainesville to meet us but you went down on Thursday right and then or Friday yes but can we can we uh talk about David's trip down to uh Gainesville please not important all right all All of these are very important Kentucky football all right it was (laughs) prior to the game so David is on his way down which is probably the easiest drive ever it's get on 10 take (laughs) 10 to 75 75 Uh to Gainesville yeah and somehow David I'm assuming were you on 75 when you did this pit stop? Yeah, I'm on, on 75, yeah. So yeah. south on Stop at the B gas station. It's very important. Stop right? at a gas, gas station, station going southbound. Yeah. And then got back on and went northbound. But but like, no, 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 no. It wasn't even that confusing. All right. It wasn't. 
Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't even to seventy five yet. It was before that. I was still on ten. Oh, I, I just, West I on went, ten. Yeah, you don't even I know went, where you're but, at. But but so you got off right, the exit. But but hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, <laughs> wrong way so, on the same exit. You just got off of. So hear me it out. All right, a wrong turn. So I got out. I got flustered. All right, because Sarah called me while I was about to pull out of the B gas station, and this gas station I've stopped at a lot actually. Coming from like Pensacola, oh, going to you know, going to St. Augustine. Yeah, I'm very back, familiar right? with it. Confusing, confusing. I know. Um, but you know, usually I'm used to living on the east side and going west, right? Um, but also every single time I stop at this gas station, I try to go in the wrong way. There's a one-way part that always looks like an exit. And I was so I got I was like on the phone with Sarah and I like try to go down that way and it didn't work. And I was like, oh crap. And then I pulled up and then I realized there's a cop behind me. And so I'm like, okay, I got to go. Like, you know, I don't know if Florida's like a no hand state. I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing. So, and then I get on the interstate and then like five minutes later, I'm like, man, my time's going up on my, uh, on my GPS. It's kind of weird, dude. So I like looked at it. And I was like, Dang, it's telling me to turn around. And then it was like seven more miles until I could turn around. So I added a solid half hour onto my trip. Yep. You're a genius. It was fantastic. Um, I like the idea of Florida being a, a no hand state. You're not allowed to That's drive with your hands. That's a thing. Hands you can't, free. You can't, you can't hands use, free. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, hands whatever. Free, not all right. Hands. I don't. It's not important. All right. Back to your same, Everyone sees a cop and they just put their hands straight up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. No hands. Uh, back to your original question. Yes, I did go down on Thursday and hung out with mom and dad because I actually like my parents. Unlike you two who just come in for 24 hours or in David's case, 12 hours and That's leave. Right. It's it's what I it's what I had to do. I was proud of myself. I'm working up. When I went to the Kansas game, I was there for such a short amount of time that when I looked on Expedia, it said that I had a flight from Salt Lake to Salt Lake with a layover in Kansas City. So the fact that Expedia recognized it as two different flights this time, I I feel like I'm improving. That means it's a win, huh? Yeah, it's good. Okay, you say so. <laughs> But you guys went down to uh, Orlando early uh, and uh, ended up watching the uh, other school that's not nearly as good in Kentucky play, Louisville, taking on, what, yep. Central Florida that was down there? Yep, University of Central Florida on a Friday night because all high school teams play on Friday night these days. It's nice of you to support the local high school. So what? Uh, how, how was the game? What was, what was that experience like compared to uh, being in the swamp and watching the Cats? Uh, 100% different. Um, I know it's a different or it's a smaller arena and stuff, but it was just, it was more of a dead environment. Um, there wasn't the juice involved and sure it probably added to it that I had a team involved in it, um, for the Kentucky game, but this was kind of dead. There was only a speaker and a TV on one side of the stadium. So it was like that weird, you got the sound came in weird. Um, it was just kind of a completely different atmosphere. Uh, definitely felt like, it legitimately felt like more of a high school game. Well, and unfortunately, Louisville decided to win. Yeah, well, both of the teams tried very hard to give the game to the other one, and uh, it was like That's hot true. potato, and Louisville ended up with the win. Um, I appreciated that the game was on, so there was something to watch on my screen uh, as I was flying from Salt Lake to Orlando. Yeah. And you guys picked me up and went and we slept for a few hours and on to Gainesville. So obviously we'll talk about the game, but I wanted kind of first uh, impressions from you guys on just the environment in uh, in Gainesville, watching a football game down at the swamp. So we, David, not you, but Stephen and I and dad uh, had the chance to watch a game at Georgia. We've seen games at 
uh, Kroger Field previously. But David, what stuck out to you? What did you like? What did you think was weird? What did you think was interesting just being in Gainesville watching the game at the Swamp? Uh, I like the environment. It's pretty cool. Pretty rowdy um, or loud. It's pretty loud. Um, so that was pretty cool. And it's pretty packed. Maybe a little too packed. It was pretty squished. Um, I was standing for probably a third of the game straight sideways with my whole body facing Steven and my butt to the person next to me and just looking sideways at the field. Um, That was fun. But uh, I thought their whole pregame stuff was really weird. All their weird little chants and stuff. I felt felt like I was at like a really small college or like it just it just seemed goofy to me. Like all their chants and stuff seemed goofy. Didn't seem like I would definitely not be hyped after any of that. No, I agree. So the but our blue white chant or chant doesn't get you all fired up every no, week. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the best chant they had, though. The yeah, other one's really chant blue and orange. Yeah, that was yeah. The, and, I and he would separate it into two <laughs> syllables, and yeah. the whole crowd would say orange. Yeah, and be yeah. orange. <laughs> I did. I did want to give them props though for doing. The the chant white is a lot easier to say than orange every time you're yes. going back and that's forth. very true. That is true. Steven, first impressions for you. I mean, it was awesome. Uh <clears throat> the environment was definitely pretty intense. Um, definitely the loudest stadium I've been to. Uh probably I've been to an Alabama, Tennessee game out of Alabama. Those are probably tied for the loudest one, but it was, it, I think one of you said something. It sounded like somebody was playing through a speaker and there was like static coming back. It was so loud. Like that's my ears were almost ringing. It was so loud yeah. um, early on, which I thought was really awesome. Um, it was really cool just to see it all and, uh, you know, get the fans into it. Some fans got a little intense <laughs> a little bit. So <laughs> it was fun. Just a little. Yeah. So. It's good though. Good. I, I love the I love the environment. Definitely a thing I want always want to do. Go watch a game there. Always helps when you get the win. Yeah. Just to, just to backtrack for a sec though. Good kind of loud as opposed to Mississippi State ear Annoying. ringing, deafening, yeah, obnoxious right. kind of loud. Yeah. That's so stupid that they get the cowbell. Like why why do you get to do that? I will say uh, the the Gator Chomp gets old and it's uh, whatever, but it is really cool looking around and seeing ninety thousand people like at the same. It's cool time like once or jump. twice, but then the rest of the times it's really stupid. I mean, it's probably like if you go to Tennessee and you hear them play Rocky Top all the time, like you just well, hear the same uh, thing over and over again. Here in a couple months, David and I will tell you how stupid Rocky Top is because yeah. we are going. <laughs> look, look forward to, to getting the report from you. That's very good. I I, I used to like the gator chat were like feel like oh i wish we had like a cool thing no. like i don't anymore no. because like people look really awkward like when we were walking into the game like the crosswalk person really awkwardly without talking to us just looked at us and just gator chopped at us and then like didn't say anything <laughs> i'm like that's really weird i yeah. like i i still like like the like the horns or whatever right no. like I, if we had something like that i'd be down like that'd be okay but the Gator Chomp just—it seems so goofy, especially like after seeing it in person with a bunch of fans. I thought it was fun. I think the coolest part of the environment, though, was that in between the third and fourth quarter, uh, where they were playing the song with the lyrics "I Won't Back Tom Down," Brady. and yeah, had all of the, um, 
they got their cell phones out with the lights and whatever else. That yeah. was loud. But what was it before that when they were singing that little carol or whatever? And you were like, man, that's really cool. They're singing these little country songs. <laughs> it was exciting to me. I don't know. How was that? How was that supposed fine. to hype up the team? I have no I idea. I feel like I feel like at the end of the game, if you like one and it's in a movie, maybe you sing that song. But like, I don't I don't get it's fourth quarter and you're like everyone's singing a country song. Yeah, I, don't get it. I won't back down was much more uh, <laughs> helpful for them, oh, yeah. but they still lost, which was great. Uh, and that was probably the best part of it um, of the whole night. Um, so let's talk about the game. Uh, I guess encouraging takeaways, negative things. What uh, really to me, it's uh, a lot of positive things. But Stephen, what were your thoughts on the game? What were some uh, positive takeaways that you had? Um, I think my biggest positive would be the defense, uh, showed up. I think, I don't think Florida is great offensively, but I think it was good to see that our defense can know, Hey, this guy wants to run and we stopped him from doing what he wants to do. Um, it's always hard to take a take away a team's want to do what their first thing is. So it was good to see that, but probably right behind it, it's going to sound really weird was the offensive line. Um, because they struggled so much in the first game and then the first quarter, I have already gone back and rewatched the game and I watched the highlights twice. Um, but watching the game, we gave up three sacks early, like first quarter and barely part of the second quarter. And then we didn't give up a sack the rest of the game. And we were still taking shots downfield. We were still doing things. Um, and then as the game went on, you could tell that we were better conditioned and because we didn't road doesn't look like we rotate a lot of offensive linemen and we just kept pounding it. And by the end of the game, we ended up with the the score app says we only had 70. But when you do the math on the next page, we do the stats. We had over 100 rushing yards, even with the sacks. So I'm not sure what that was about, but just to see us go from how bad we were doing to where we ended up at, because uh, online it says we have 70 rushing yards. So you I'm know not what it is. Sure. You know what it is. I think I think it's that. uh uh, the snap over the head of the punter because on here it says that we have uh, one carry as a team for negative 39 yards yeah you're right i so think I, that's I'm what it counts count it that. As. that that doesn't count to me as a rush yeah um so to me that means we end up with 109 rushing yards and i think at halftime we had one maybe yeah rushing yard so in the second half we put up 100 yards rushing um which you know you kind of do like okay well if you can kind of figure that out and maybe give yourself 50 rushing yards in the first half. You just, you really change the game a lot. So well, didn't just imagine when C-Rod comes back. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously he throw a third one there is, I mean, dang key because it's got some hands. Yeah, absolutely. David, what about for you? What were some positive takeaways that you had? Positive takeaways. I totally agree with the, with the O-line thing. I have, I never really didn't have faith in Stoops. But like I was thinking, like oh maybe he's just he's just saying stuff about like how um, it's not a skill level or an athleticism problem. It's a they need to gel and they just need to like see the things. And it's like he made it sound like it's an easy fix. And I was like, can't be, can't be that easy. Can't happen in one game. It did happen in one game, and they're good. And they were really, really not a game ago or like three quarters ago. So that's really cool. I was really excited about that. And then I'm still impressed with Will Levis in that, like, he really doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. Like, we've had 
some some good quarterbacks that we've gotten frustrated with a lot in the past for making bad decisions, like trying to pass the ball um, last second before a sack, and he shouldn't have, and he throws it like right into um, you know the wrong the wrong team stuff like that. But I feel like Will Levis just keeps making great decisions um, and knows when to like take the sack and knows when to toss it and stuff like that. Yeah, he had a pick in the game, but really I think that was more of uh, like as he was getting hit uh, from a lack of protection whenever he threw the ball, it got tipped and then ended up getting picked off. But yeah, I thought he played really well too. I think um, my biggest positive takeaway is similar to what Stephen was saying with the defense, but specifically uh, with the takeaways that we had, two turnovers uh, from Florida with two interceptions there, one of which we ran all the way back and the other one we ran uh, you know, back into the red zone for uh, 18 yards of a return. Um, but that's a, a big thing to me because I was talking to Stephen, I think, after the game as we were walking back to the car about the fact that with this year and us seeming like we're going to be throwing the ball a lot more than we used to in the past. Now, granted, we never threw the ball in the past, so any kind of throwing would be an improvement. But we're throwing the ball a lot. Like we had, what, how many? Uh, 24 attempts in in, yeah. in the game, and we had some of the runs. But um, a lot more than we are used to with Stoops at Kentucky. And if you throw the ball more, you're going to have more opportunities for big plays on the other side where yes we can have big plays like that throw to key but then they can also have big plays if we have a pick six or we have a an interception off of a tip ball or a bad decision or whatever else so the fact that our defense was able to do what we needed to uh to take the ball away from them with getting a couple of interceptions running one all the way back to me that was huge uh because we're going to need that um on into uh the year as we continue to go well and that's one of those things that i know is they say kind of even out um throughout the year and stuff a lot of times but last year uh, we were in the minus turnover margin for how long if i don't know if we ever got back out of it by the end of the year because we had so many turnovers early and i know it's miami ohio and then florida but we're plus one i think right now because i think we got a turnover in the first game but so did miami ohio but we got two interceptions they got one so, I mean, if, if you can break even or get ahead, it's the best part. So, I mean, right now we're ahead of the game. Well, and that and interception just... that we ran back, even if it was a miscommunication on the receiver, um, the corner was sagging real far off, and I think the quarterback thought he was going to do either a hitch or an out, which looked like a hitch. Uh, but the play, honestly, I don't think it would have mattered because, um, he, I mean, the our corner made the play. Regardless, he would have just cut in front of it and hit it. I mean, it was, it was great defense. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, that like when going into these games, it doesn't feel like, oh, my gosh, we better have a whole bunch of things go right for us so that we can have a chance to be able to do whatever. Like we need to play a perfect game and then we might be able to beat Florida at the swamp. Well, we didn't play a perfect game. We had a lot of really crappy <laughs> mistakes Stupid that mistakes. we had there, but yeah, we outside still beat of, them and we beat them by 10 points. Yeah. Outside of like penalties, we really didn't get a lot of those, but like all like the weird fluky stuff that has happened in the past and we're like oh well you know like we can't we can't overcome that we did and oh, we yeah. still ended, I mean, ended up winning by a reasonable margin you go back even just five years ago even really <clears throat> you get a maybe three years you know you go back then you have a a punt that you airmail it on and it goes for a safety you get an extra point where you don't even get a chance to kick it i mean that's three points that you've given up um which actually was florida's last points was the about the four four and a half minute mark 
in the first half was when we got the safety on our punt. That was the last time they scored, which is insane. That just shows that was the last how time great the defense was that game, especially the only the other half. time they even crossed midfield was the interception. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, Whack. we'll we'll talk more about the specifics of the game, but any specific things that you guys are worried about coming out of uh the game there david how, for you when anything that you saw that yeah we won that things are great anything that you know maybe you think will be an issue going on through the year i don't really have anything anymore i don't have any complaints like i know mm-hmm. our special teams you know a little, little on the iffy side but like i feel like it's not that hard to overcome being a bad long snapper but like i was really worried about our o-line and our running and we did a pretty decent job and we're only going to get better because we're going to get our main running back back. So, like, I'm just excited at this point. Steven? Uh, I mean, I think the offensive line is still a little bit of a worry for me. You know, Just because, for one, you, you got to show up and do it for a game, um, not just a half. And two, we've only got five. What happens if somebody gets dinged up or something happens? So, we got to start getting some depth there. Um so that worries me. Another thing that probably my, probably my bigger work, well, I don't know if it's bigger, but another worry me that's probably pretty close to it is losing Jalen Geiger. I mean, you're losing a starting safety, and sure, we got a guy that can replace him that's got a lot of talent, that love it, boy. He's supposed to be good. And he's got some speed to him, but there's a reason Geiger won the job. So yep. it's always, it always hurts to lose a starter. Yeah, you know I, what's wrong with him yet? Or is it still like a broken leg? Gotcha. Yeah, they I put agree. in the air cast. Yeah, I agree with what you guys were saying. I, I think probably the biggest um, concern for me moving forward would be a combination of the two of what you were saying, of just the fact that, like, I I think that we have, if if we, you know, win the games that we need to, whatever else, there is, we, we've done step one of being able to go into the Georgia game playing for the East, and Georgia is freaking good. So, like, you're not going to beat Georgia, even if it's at home, if you're snapping the ball over somebody's head or you have these long drives down the field in the first half that are blown up because somebody just completely missed an assignment on a block and Will Levis gets hit right in the face mask or whatever else. Like, those types of things against a team like Georgia, we're going to need to play near perfect so that we can then have a chance to beat them because they're really good. So that's, that's the thing to me that would be what both of what you guys were saying, the the special teams, like you can't, you, you can't give up three points on special teams. And then uh, uh, same thing with the, the offensive line. Like we can't have blown protection uh, or whatever else moving forward because Florida's good and they were ranked, but they were also unranked at the beginning of the season. And I'm wondering, you know, maybe we could talk about this is, is, uh, you know, is Florida good and we beat a good Florida team down there or, no was Utah just not very good whenever they came to play Florida and it's the swamp and some of the magic of that and whatever else. Well, and the other thing, you can't give up the blow-ups because, I mean, Will's a solid guy, but if he goes down and gets hurt, then then you're gonna, then we're re-talking this entire season. Like, it's a completely different year. So you, he can, there's only so many shots you can take before it starts to have an effect on you. <clears throat> so these next two games, I would love to see with it being a weaker competition. I think we need to really start trying to focus on figuring out an offensive line that can play, make sure they get everything kind of tightened up. You basically got, I'm not saying you take the games for granted, but you should have basically three weeks of practice with two games that you should handle to get ready 
for the stretch run that you're going to make or break your season. Yeah, just can't pull an A&M or a Notre Dame or the four other schools that lost yeah. to terrible teams yesterday yeah. or on Saturday. Which, speaking of the rankings, you brought those up. They put out the AP poll today. Kentucky's number nine, top ten in the country now. Pretty exciting. And and that's that's top ten with a win on the road in the SEC versus yeah. top 25 team. Like, it wasn't just a bunch of teams lost and we beat a couple of stinky teams and we moved up. Like, we beat an SEC team on the road that was ranked. I don't I don't want to I don't want it to get lost too either because I mean I'm 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 33 so I haven't been around for like 700 years like some people have but in my lifetime up until 4 years ago was the first time we had never beaten Florida and then we win down the swamp with Josh Allen and all them which was crazy break the streak but to think now we have won back-to-back games against Florida. We've got the a second one being at their place <laughs> when they've got this big hype coming on their guy. I mean, you know, it, so it's just it's cr- crazy to me to think that we have now not surpassed Florida, but we are a better team than we are a better program than Florida. Florida will always have the ability to go above us because it's the state of Florida and they can recruit higher yeah. and all that. But for right now, we are a better program than Florida, and I think to your point of playing perfect. We got to play perfect to beat the Alabamas and the Georgias. Yeah. We no longer have to play perfect to beat Florida, Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, the schools that were always the tier above us. We're right there with them. We're just as good as them, if not better. Yeah. I'd agree. So at the end of the season, if we drop one game, we're playing Georgia for the East. At what point are you like, I, I know we'd all like to win, but like at what point, are you like satisfied? And at what point are you disappointed? So like for me, if we're like, obviously I would love to win. I would be ecstatic. But if we play competitively against Georgia, I see that as a, as a definite positive. I wouldn't be disappointed. Get, you can't get blown out. Yeah. And even last, last year we played them. I mean, they beat us by a wide, wide decent margin, but I don't think we were blown out. I think we kind of held our own. We didn't play perfect and made some mistakes. So to me, that's what it is. But and I just it's gonna be different though. It those southern teams don't like coming up north. And for Georgia to have to come up here in November, it's a different ball of wax. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, to me, this is a huge opportunity. There's a lot of games between now and then, and you know, looking ahead, but we're not on the team, so we can. The it really is like beating Florida was that first step for the Georgia game to matter for yeah. the SEC. Like that's not crazy talk. That's like that was step one. Realistic. Yeah. So now we've got yeah, to take care of business the next two weeks and yes. go beat uh, Ole Miss if and, we can. And even if we drop the game, we're not out of it. No, but if you go down, that's one of those, like, you take care of your games. But if you go down and beat Ole Miss, now you've looked up and looked at your schedule, which I think following that is South Carolina and Mississippi State, both of which are at home. So you got to look at that and think, man, that's again one of those just take care of your business, and then now you get a bye week where you're seven and zero, top ten team in the country, heading to play Tennessee. And you want to talk about a raucous atmosphere? Knoxville will be crazy. And then then you go if you do that though, you go down there with Tennessee. Basically, is a it doesn't matter. Like if you lose, you still have a chance just to beat Missouri and Vandy the next two games, and then you play Georgia for the East. So that that game legitimately doesn't matter if you lose it. It doesn't. Although. Hurt. I don't know who else Tennessee is playing in the SEC, but they look pretty good with their win they against Pitt, Georgia. whoever they did the first week. But if 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 they, they were to, Georgia. but yeah, but if they were to just lose to Georgia, 
How would that work? If they lost to Georgia, this is very complicated. But they lost to Georgia, we lost to Tennessee, and then we beat well, Georgia. I, I got one for you, too. Well, they still got to play. Well, here, I'll pull up their schedule. So they got Tennessee's got Akron this week, then they're home for Florida. Um, then they go at LSU. Oh, they also play Alabama. Great. Okay. Never mind. I feel good. <laughs> yeah. um, Although Bama so struggled a, this weekend. I have a scenario yeah. that I was talking to David about earlier was what if Kentucky goes undefeated to the Georgia game, loses the Georgia game, but let's say it's a close one. Let's say it's a 10 point game. Beats Louisville. You're eleven and one. Is there a chance you're in the playoff? Is it a one-loss SEC team? No. In two years, yes, but not now. I don't know. I mean, think about it. Alabama was a one-loss team last year and got in. What's I know, but it, it would have to be because we would be the third SEC team out of four. Like, unless Georgia, Alabama, unless Alabama loses. Yeah, which is possible after looking this as weekend. Long as long Tennessee. Yeah, if they're making that many mistakes. But I guess that, that would be the only thing. That's the thing, too, uh, with them expanding the playoff in a couple of years. Like we would be, I know it's the third week of the season coming up this week, but like we are in a position to where if it were a 12 team playoff that like we would, we would be in and just have to maintain that being in instead of hoping and praying that we could put enough games together. Like that's exciting to me for future looking beyond this year is that that's attainable to me is for yeah, us just, to make a 12. I'm just saying 12 Alabama's got to play at Arkansas. That's true. How mad would Bama fans be if there were two SEC teams that got in and, and, and they weren't one of them? <laughs> oh my gosh, that would that that would be awful for them. Be awesome. Uh, any other takeaways that you guys had from the the game, uh, Stephen? Uh, from your uh, conversation, polite conversation with the fans behind us, it seemed like you didn't one think uh, Richardson. Uh, the quarterback for Florida deserved all of the hype of him being the next what uh, great quarterback. They had well, a bunch they compared of him to Tim they, Tebow and yeah. Dak Prescott. I mean, get out of here! But listen Damn, to this dude. line, man: one hundred forty-three yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, with a pick six, pick six along in there, and uh, you know uh, a fumble uh, as well. He, he ended bad. up returning he it, was, but he had he only had one good throw, and it was early on. He rolled to the right and made a great throw over top of the DB and hit his tight end on the corner. Other than that, even the guys he hit that were open, they had to make diving catches because he threw it too far. <clears throat> he's not a good quarterback. He can't throw. He he's very erratic throwing the ball, and that's what I that's what I said last week. Just make him th- make him beat you throwing it. Don't let him run. He had four rushing yards. We did exactly what we had to do. He can't outrun our – that's when you ask, is it that Florida's good or Utah's not that good? We just have different athletes. Utah's good. They don't have our athletes. There's yeah. a reason the Pac-12 always loses to SEC teams. They don't have the athletes. It's just, it's just a different level. Different game, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, David, uh, another thing I was uh, wanting your guys' thoughts on, what did you think about their coach going for it on fourth down two times on their side of the field? in the fourth quarter. I mean, at some point, you know, you've got to do it, but that just looked like such a desperation thing. Our offense hadn't moved the ball very much. I know maybe that's a reason why you're going for it. You think nothing will happen, but like why I I, I did not understand at all the two uh, going for it on fourth down. I wouldn't have done both of them. I wouldn't have done the first one. I probably would have done the second one. All right. Like the game was pretty much coming to a close. That's pretty much the only chance they had. We're going to run out. Um, a lot more time on the clock, even if they use their timeouts, you know. So, like, 
I would have gone for it on the second time. But the first time, like, you're close. You're like, I don't, I, I didn't understand why they, why they ended up doing that. Cause they were so close. Like what, what yard line were they on? They were really close to their own. To, first to the time to they the, were about the 40, the second time they're on the 25. Yeah. So like, I don't know, even like, I guess even hearing the numbers now, like I, I guess you'd be more likely to go for it on the first time. Cause you're at the 40, not the 25, but even still the second time you are desperate at that point. But the first time, I don't think you have to be that desperate. But I guess Steven to play devil's advocate, the first time it worked. I mean, we we kicked a field goal and missed it. So they ended we ended up not getting any points out of it. The the second time, I just still feel like there was so much time left on the clock and we were going to just try to run the ball. So if they could get a stop on three straight plays, call timeouts, or even not call the timeouts, there were four minutes left, make us punt. I don't understand why they wouldn't want to make us punt again whenever we already launched one over the, the kicker's head. I think he I th- I, I, the only thing I can think is he knew or he believed his defense was get, was done. Like they just didn't have it in them. They didn't have the drive left. So that'd be my only thing because otherwise I would have punted the ball, pinned Kentucky deep. You know we're going to pretty much run the ball to yeah. try to milk the clock. You'd still get the ball back with four or five minutes to go, probably back in the same spot during, for field position, and you'd have a chance to go make a drive. So that one didn't make sense. The second one I understood um, kind of. I still probably would have tried to pin him back and just – Use your three timeouts and hope they were punt just it. so close to uh to their own goal line. Like I that that's the thing with the second one. There were still four minutes left or something like that. Yeah. Even though we'd missed a field goal, that's still field goal range. Yeah. Which by the way, I do I felt better about the field goal kicking after I watched the game because the moment that Ruffalo hits the field goal to put us up ten, he waves to the Florida fans and says bye bye. Nice. So I was like, that's good that he's not rattled by the first kick missing it. And he has got the confidence of saying, see you later, get out of here. I liked yeah. it. There were lots of waving uh, that on the highlights that I saw from our players to the Florida fans, and I was very lots, excited lots about that. Lots of waving from my seat. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, I like all of those things. Those are great. Any final thoughts on the Florida game? Uh, great atmosphere, great game. Definitely probably my top five sporting events. Loved it. For sure. That was like my first time going into like not a home or neutral atmosphere for a football game. Loved it. It was awesome. Nice. Easier way says my first road game, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say the last thing that I wanted to mention from that game was the fact that uh, yours truly got the score the closest, I believe. I think I picked 24-17. Is that right? No. And, no. And, and it was 26-16? Negative. Negative. Moving on. Well, just for the record, that uh, means. So you want to pick some games real quick here? Is that what we want to do? Want to <laughs> yeah, do but I gotta say, David, what games. that means is next game you got to be the closest uh, against Youngstown State or whoever we're playing next week. I agree, right, and I will. Let's be. let's. Uh, Steven's got some games for us to pick, and then we can end with the Kentucky game uh, for uh, wrapping up the episode. So, Steven, take it away, man. All right. Well, we're gonna start with little brother down the road. They're gonna play Florida State Friday night. And if you want to go by the spread, Louisville is only a one-point favorite, so basically a pick game. So we'll start with Andrew. Andrew, you got the nose or you got the cards? Florida State, man. Going away. Right. Florida State. Yeah, I'm going to go Florida State. <laughs> uh, I don't have any faith in uh, in uh, Louisville at all there. I mean, for the uh, they won their last game. 
they snapped the the um ufc ucf that is true home winning streak i don't think i don't think we're paying enough attention to their success against teams from florida anyways moving on (laughs) um side noting did you all see that nebraska fired their coach today yes are you gonna apply i did not (laughs) i can they waited like Six more weeks, they saved seven and a half million dollars, and they said, Nope, we don't care. Well, who did he lose to? Dang, uh, they this lost week. to <laughs> was it George? They lose to Georgia Southern, yeah. I mean, I'd do the job, I could lose to Georgia Southern, yeah, for a 17 million dollar buyout. I could do it too. That's like that. Uh, you think that they'll save 17 million dollars? <laughs> no, they save now seven, and six, they'll save seven, seven million. I know, but do you think like find their coach early? They'll they'll make seven million dollars more. I think it's a matter of trying to get the recruiting to stay. Yeah, yeah, which know. is big. I was gonna say. Speaking of that, I know you guys heard the Ed Orgeron uh, clip yes. when he was interviewed yes. the other day, and they said Great they were gonna fire answer. him. And he Great was like, uh, "How much was he? Did he get paid? Seventeen million. Yeah, seventeen million. He said, uh, "What? Uh, Great." Thank you very much. Where's the door? I'll, I'll take my money. <laughs> when, when do you need me to leave and I'll be yeah. out? <laughs> Such an honest answer. No coach speak there from Coach no, he, he was straight up with I'll give it to him. That's Fantastic. good. All right, what we got next, Steven? All right, next one is going to be Auburn is going to be at home, and they're going to invite Penn State Nittany Lions coming to town. Auburn is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Andrew? I'm going to go with... Penn State on this one. Going to Auburn. Going to Auburn. Uh, next, we've got LSU is at home against Mississippi State. LSU is a one-point underdog at home. What was the Mississippi State one there? Or did LSU and, and Mississippi State, neither of them had trouble, right, this past weekend? Uh, no, they played. I think they played nobodies. Okay, well, other people yeah, played nobodies. LSU they lost. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with LSU. I think uh their very southern coach will get it figured out and things will be good. I'm gonna say Mississippi State. I'm going Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State's actually good. I don't think LSU is good. So I'm going Mississippi State. Is that three games? That's three. Correct. Right, so number four, we're gonna have another ACC. Uh, SEC matchup. Miami Hurricanes are going to Texas A&M. A&M is a six and a half point favorite. A&M just lost to Appalachian State and is now ranked 20. They went from six to 24th. I'm going A&M. There's no way they're that bad and they've got to be really angry. I think that they're uh, I think they'll win this one by more than six. I hate to say it, Miami, because Miami fans are obnoxious, but <laughs> think they got it. I'm going AM. I think AM overlooked uh, App State last week, weren't really into it and thought they'd pull it off. And I think they're gonna they're embarrassed and I think Miami's about to pay. And it's, at, a, it's at AM and wasn't I, that I made me happy. Wasn't that App State game at AM? Yes. That's insane. <laughs> like cause that's that's such a like a difficult place to play. That's yeah. crazy that they went in there and won. So you have your pick now. Do you want to go big spread or little spread? David, what do you want to do? Big spread. Andrew? 
that that's fine. Big spread. Uh, do whatever David said is good. All right. Well, then we're gonna go. They don't have a line for Kentucky because we're playing. Uh, I think an FCS school, so we're not gonna have one. So we're gonna go Tennessee. It's gonna be at home, and they're playing. I believe it's Akron. If I can find it again, I have to go back down because I thought you'd pick the other one. Yes, Tennessee is at home playing Akron. <laughs> Tennessee is a forty-eight point favorite. Oh my Akron. Gosh. Yeah, Akron. That's a lot of points. That's a Tennessee heck of covers. a lot of points. I think Tennessee covers. Oh my, my goodness. Gosh. Let's throw in one more just for kicks and giggles. Texas Tech versus NC State. It's at NC State. NC State's eight-point favorite. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. All right. So then we got the Kentucky game. And then for this one, we need scores. All right. What's the spread, Steven? There isn't one. Oh, no. You said there's not going to be one because it's – yeah. Uh, so I think that the score will end up being, um, 13, 31. Normally you say Kentucky score first, so I'm hoping you did yeah. that back. <laughs> yep. That's, that's an important qualifier. Uh, cats win. Oh, 31, smoke. 13. I'm getting it down. All right. Whew. Andrew. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to go, let's see. Oh, hang on. David, who's your MVP? Uh, I think it's going to be a great game for uh, Brown. I think he's going to do great. Great going to return a kick for a touchdown? No. Big return, no touchdown. That's disappointing. Poor guy. Uh, my score, I think the Cats win 44 to 10. MVP, Will Levis, we're throwing the ball a lot. 34 to 10? 44 to 10. 44 to 10. I'm going to go. 44 is a weird number. How do you it get is. the 44? We're getting a I would score 41 and then. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, dude. We're just more safeties. Yeah, but. 41 doesn't add up very well either. Oh, yeah. So 40, you miss a. Just listen. It's what's going to be. 44 to 10. Don't question it. it. I thought about 43 and a half to 10, (laughs) but I decided to go with 44. I'm going to say 38. 38 to 13. Yeah. 13. (laughs) <laughs> Never mind. I t- I changed my 13. <clears throat> 38 38 17. I'm going to give him two tu- two touchdowns. All right. <laughs> my MVP if I can is going to be the offensive line. <laughs> if I can't have the offensive just, line, just then erase I will... the rules, a whole category. Okay, fine. Then I'll pick a person. <laughs> I would like person will be Cavassier Smoke. I think he rushes. I think Smoke home. rushes for No, I the reason I say is I think Smoke yeah. rushes for over 100 yards, but I think it's I think he gets the credit and will get the the stat whatever. But it's the offensive line I think that will that will really dig in. I think they got a lot of momentum. They gelled a lot. That was one of the things that got up brought up in the broadcast watching the game was they talked about this week Kentucky decided to play just their best five offensive linemen no matter what it was, and that took them a minute to. This is the first time those five had played together, so they finally got some rhythm, some some time to gel and figure out what was going where that what they were doing so I, I i think they really take another step forward these next two weeks and i think you start to see that big blue wall be that big blue wall again i'm down with it 
ready for a I noon kickoff. Right. Yeah. And hopefully we find something out about Chris Searod this week because I think we got away with it at Florida, but I think we're going to need him come Ole Miss. We need him. Absolutely. Well, and I just – it's two weeks into the season. Whatever, like, if he's not playing, I feel like we could have well, it communicated to us. I, I agree with Matt Jones. One, I don't think it's the scuttlebutt going around that everybody says the FBI is looking into him. I'm not buying that one because <clears throat> supposedly uh, Jordan Wright was involved in the same instance. If it's the same char- same instance, just different numbers of times, I don't think that affects it too much as far as, like, the feds getting involved. Um, but for them, Matt, to say that he thought Wright would get a one-game suspension, Rodriguez would get a one to th- or three or four game, I think that it's probably likely that he'll either come back. And I'm hoping he comes back for the fourth game so he gets yeah, one game under Yeah, three-game suspension. That's what we yes. need. And I don't think he was suspended game one for the DUI. I think that's just a cover. Gotcha. All right. Well, hopefully C-Rod comes back. We're ready for a noon kick, which is so weird out here in Utah because it's a 10 o'clock in the morning that they're playing football on my time. Yeah. But it's all good. Oh, and then I'm also going to a Utah game. We should have picked that one against the spread. Oh, well. No one cares about Utah. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, hey, hey, but BYU does. beat right. Baylor and helped us out. Get us into the top 10. Thank you, yeah, BYU. Very nice of them. Go Mormons. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a side note, I'm pretty sure that puts four SEC schools in the top ten because it Georgia does. jumped to number one. By the way, yep. they jumped Bama, and then Arkansas is tenth. Yep. 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 Nice. Top two Loaded. in the East. Top two in the West. That's what it is. Loaded. All right. Well, thanks guys for uh, getting together to do this podcast after all the traveling today. I had a blast. Hope you did too. Did very much. Enjoy the sure trip. Sure did. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Big Blue Brothers podcast. Join us every Monday morning as we put out a new episode recapping the game from the previous week. Looking forward to the upcoming games for football and also when basketball season starts as well. And until then, we'll see you. Toodles. Toodles.